Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Stott and Turner. I want guys running around the bases. And, and they both feel that they should have more stolen bases. Harper third. Bo Maria Multo. It doesn't matter. They're flexible. Schwarber fifth. Fifth. Bo Maria Multo then either fourth or sixth. Castellanos. Marsh and Rojas. You got your lefty-righty, lefty-righty. You got it all fit in there. And tell me what... That's a good lineup. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a good lineup. And whatever one we go with, if it's not this one, if we get shut out three or four days in a row, I'm going to this lineup right Okay, here. well, I, I put it on a small card <laughs> so you can keep it with you. I'm putting it in my wallet <laughs> okay. right now. Tom Kelly in for Joe Giglio today alongside Hugh Douglas. Hugh, that was uh, last Saturday, uh, Howard interviewing Rob Thompson down at uh, down at spring training. Um, and, you know, he gave him his lineup. And uh, Rob Thompson, I guess, took some of his advice. How, how similar was the lineup yesterday to Howard's lineup, Kyle? When we look at this thing here, was it – it wasn't player for player, right? Uh, No. Well, most definitely not. I think that would be <laughs> – Well, first of all, Howard's a fraud <laughs> – for doing the the real Muto and Bone oh, thing, I know. four or oh, six. No, I, Howard, pick a spot. I agree. Like, ha, ha, come on, Howard, have have a take, buddy. You can't put two guys in the same spot in the lineup. Yes. Like that's a hedge, Howard. First of all, um, so let's see. I'm trying to go back to what yesterday's lineup was. Now, if Topper did do it, Let like see how close verbatim, my lineup because I got my lineup. Oh, you got right your here. lineup too. Yeah, nice. So we did have Turner Stott one two, which mm. I think was what Howard said. I think Howard had Stott Turner. Okay, Stott but, Turner, so already right. an L. That could be a one or two situation. So what, Turner was one? Turner was lead one, Stott two. Okay. Castellanos three. Schwarber in the four hole. Um, and then, you know, the rest is sort of backup guys. So I th- Yeah, okay. Oh, so he was just playing with the lineup, yes. Well, of course, yeah. But I do find it interesting that he had Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber in the same lineup and chose to go Turner one, Schwarber four. Right. Like just some see, guys just were Just to out. see what it looks like, probably. Br- Bryce was out yesterday. But I do think that's interesting. The fact that he has Trey Turner leading off. And Schwarber down the middle of the order. Now, I don't. I want to know where you guys stand on this. Like, where are you with the whole Schwarber lead? I'm okay with it because he historically did something. He was a unicorn. But he hit like forty some odd home runs, and it was a, a batting average of like one nine seven or something crazy like that. Right, but his on base is high because he walks. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with that. You know, and, and <laughs> it's it's. I'm a fan of the OG doing what he's doing, even though that you know you can hear people arguing about this like. There's been so many arguments that that we've had about this, especially on this show, about the position and where he is and what he means in the order. I mean, but you can't argue with the fact that the dude hit 40-some home runs and, and you know, his batting average was as low as it is. So, yeah, 
I like him at number one. Yeah, and I mean, it just works. They just win with him in the leadoff spot. And I've come full circle on this. Like, um, I was filling in for you a day last year, Hugh, and was working with Joe and Kyle. And and Kyle and I were on the same page, I believe, of Schwarber can't hit leadoff, put him in the middle of the order. I think I can I've beat gone, him in a race. Too. No, you weren't. Yeah. Oh, I'm a pro Schwarber leadoff Oh, guy. so were you always that way? Oh, yeah. Okay. I can beat him in a race. Okay, too. sorry, Kyle. I don't mean to put words in your mouth there. My First bad. of all, don't ever do that again. My bad. Jeez, um, <laughs> now I'm getting put in my place <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> Listen, man, WIP, all you guys do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Making up reports about Kyle's lineup. So Hugh has this whole idea that he could beat Kyle Schwarber in, in a race. race. Come when, on, like, there's, I, like I love you, Listen, man, but I don't know. I raced Harper this weekend. My son, I won. Who what, your, your four-year-old son? Five. Okay, all right. A little, a little bit He's different. Five. My bad, He's my five. bad, my bad, Harper. He was he was hot. He was hot. <laughs> he didn't like that you beat him? Yeah, he did. Well, that's because you're supposed to let him win. He was yeah, five. Yeah, I let him win. As far as I go, I, I've come full circle on the Schwarber thing. Yeah, where I, I was it. a Kyle Schwarber middle-of-the-order guy. Now I want to leave him lead off. But now I want to leave him lead off more than anything despite Howard. Uh, that's, like that, that's become my main motivation. Um, I'm all in on spite, pettiness. That's, that's a good thing uh, in my book. But here's my thing. Like, I, I think we make too much about the lineup in, in general. Like, Really, it's most often that lineup is going to go in that order one time a game. Like, in the beginning, right? So, like, the whole idea of having guys on base for Kyle Schwarber, like, if you're eight and nine-hole hitter, get on, and you have Kyle Schwarber up, guess what? You got a couple guys on base for Schwarber. And he's hitting home runs. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you put him at, like, say, four, I don't know how many at-bats that equates to, like, fewer throughout the season. Probably, like, 100, though. You know how many opportunities for home runs that is? 100. So, I, I just like the idea that there's more opportunities for home runs. Plus, with the amount that guy strikes out, this is what we all got so upset with Alec Bohm for in the playoffs, that he was in the four-hole, guys got on base, and he couldn't hit. Do you want Kyle Schwarber striking out 200 times in the four-hole? No. Yeah, and this is the way I look at it, is he has protection being the leadoff hitter. Like, being the leadoff hitter, okay, whether you hit Turner number two, you know, Real Muto, whoever, probably Trey Turner, you're going to have protection there. If you hit Schwarber down fifth in the order, what, Bohm's hitting behind him? I mean, it's just not the same level of protection. I don't want a team being able to pitch around Schwarber. And that was kind of the problem you had last year in the postseason with Bryce is, and, and why we had so many debates about the lineup during that series. And should you move Bone down? Because the Diamondbacks were content with, we weren't, they weren't going to let Harper beat them. And Bohm hit the home run in game seven. That was, that was fine. And this kind of, I guess, leads to the greater discussion of Rob Thompson and his adaptability. But yeah, I think Schwarber has protection in the one hall. He gets on base a lot. So I want to leave him there, and and we'll see how it goes. But it was interesting that Trey Turner let off yesterday for sure. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, um, also main topic we've been talking about today: the AJ Brown interview from Friday with the afternoon show. Did it make you feel better or worse about where the Eagles are headed moving forward? You're welcome to get in on that. Let's go back to the phones. David in Iowa. What's up, David? Oh my goodness! Good afternoon. <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing in I'm Iowa, running, man? What's going on in I'm Iowa? Just running, I'm just running six hours on home from Friday to the day. I couldn't <laughs> even get the phone. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't control sick. the phones. Hey, 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 hey. I'm thick-skinned, bro. But guess what? That's why he complains every, every at the start of every phone call. I don't complain. I do not complain. <laughs> you just point out. You just I'm point out. <laughs> These clowns. I got, a, look, I got a big block of that stuff, Hugh. What you got? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I found it. I was down in Alabama. Got a big block of that stuff, man. Smoking crack is like a great high. No, the cheese. Oh, the cheese. 
You talking about Gouda? You got some Gouda? No, some sweet. Oh, you talking? Oh my goodness! You didn't get the. No man, no. Yeah. You know what's funny? Because because one of my one of my cousins heard me talk. It's called sauce. Like they they were mad at me because it's called they call it sauce. I'm so yeah. lost right now. I have no clue. What you well, guys we were talking about. about like like last week we were talking about pig feet and stuff like that. Okay. And and hoghead cheese is like it's not really cheese. It's all the pig parts cut up with peppers and they make it into like a gelatin and oh. and you eat it with crackers. Yes, disgusting. Say so, yeah, it sounds disgusting. Yes, and not David, into that too, guy. No. And David went out and got a whole block of it. Like he's he's block. you know, that's I, just. Are you making like hoghead cheese sandwiches? Yeah, naked bread. With some hot sauce. Oh, that's, oh my fun. gosh, it's awful. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> anyway, do it. Anyway, so I, um, I'm kind of neutral because I believe, you know, people, the world is stemmed on gossip. Now, to me, A.J. Brown could have did right or wrong. If he didn't say nothing, people be crying, oh, he didn't say nothing. Now he comes on and he says something. He's still wrong. Mm-hmm. So how can you blame a guy for speaking his mind if you don't want to hear it, then turn to another station or just delete it from your brain. Why why, why make a whole situation? Ain't nobody complaining about him beat being out for four weeks. Every time he turn around, he hurt. But to be honest with you, he said what he had to say. He's a grown man. He's entitled to his opinion. This is America, right? Indeed. Now, nobody asked him, curious, you know, Ike stood up. Ike, I think Ike was a neck rule move. He was ready for what was going to happen next if anything (laughs) popped off. That's what I'm saying, man. Can't you see Jack hide behind Ike in that situation? I just see that being the case. Yeah, the shadow. I got protection right here. I got my heavy head over here. So you were were okay with what he had to say, David? Well, now, if he didn't say nothing, what would be the topic of the day? Yeah, I'm behind it. But, you know, you got to say something. It's like you're going to a job and you're not going to speak up for yourself, so they're going to step all over you. You tell you gotta have a you can't you, you can't just not be quiet. You can't because they're gonna look at you and like, oh he's scared to talk. Now he speaks it's like Iverson when they had him with the practice. And it was like you know, he spoke his mind. He's like, We're talking about practice, not the game. Yeah. I, about practice. I, I I hear you, David. I appreciate the call. I mean I don't I, I don't really see the parallels between, you know, Alan Iverson's practice speech and, and this, but th- hey, this is the situation. There's been a lot of stuff out there. Some of it credible, some of it not. Some mm-hmm. of it from local outlets, some of it from national outlets. And, I, I mean, A.J. Brown was obviously frustrated and wanted to get some things off his chest. And, you know, I, I think he was uh, – he's obviously in his rights to do that. I'm glad that he did it. And I think it, it gave us all a better understanding, Hugh. Like, that's where I'm at right now is I don't necessarily feel better about the team, but I do feel like I understand much more where A.J.'s coming from. Yeah, he, he didn't like the way he was betrayed. And, and – it's one of those things that no matter how we get on here and try to explain it to some people, some people just are not going to understand that passion. They just can't. They can't fathom that because they're going to look at it and see a guy who potentially is putting his other teammates down and, and saying that he worked harder than everybody else. I'm here to tell you that there isn't a player that I played with that didn't feel like he was the best player on the field. You're supposed to feel that way. Nobody's mad at you for feeling like you you the, you the dookie or the poop, or whatever you want to call it. Nobody's mad at you for that because you're supposed to. Everything about an elite athlete says that. You know, it, it's one of those things. It was like they the other night I was on television and I was watching the uh, what was the, the the game where Kobe had against the Dallas Mavericks where they were talking about, I guess, uh, 
was the, the owner of the Mavericks was talking about they should cut Kobe. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was talking about cutting Kobe. Kobe went out there and just went, he just shooting from all over the place. Because Kobe was that dog. He felt like no matter what, he was always open. There were shots that Kobe was making where he clearly could have passed the ball. He didn't because he made the shot. And I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking to myself, like when they talk about Mamba mentality, that's exactly what it is, man. You feel like there's nobody else out there. There used to be memes where they used to have Kobe on the court, and it would be Kobe. And it's like his teammates, and it would be nobody. It would just be Kobe. Sometimes you got to feel that way. You have to feel that way. And nobody that has played the sport at the high level is mad at you for that. Yeah, definitely. Nobody's mad at you for that. As a matter of fact, we love that. That's the one thing that we love about A.J. Brown. As much as I sat here on this station, and I still down this hill, I think Devontae Smith is a better receiver than A.J. Brown. I think that. I think he runs better routes. I think he's faster. I think he has better hands. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, T.K., if I need a first down, or if I need a touchdown, I'm throwing to Big Batman. I ain't throwing. I like. I, I love Skinny Batman, but I'm going I need him on the field because I know he's gonna go get it because yeah. he has that mentality. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. That's that's the kind of mentality that you want at that position. Yeah, definitely. And, and you, like you said, Hugh, it's at that position. Like you need to, as a wide receiver in the NFL, the, all the great ones have that mentality. Yes, but, like and. I, I think what gets misconstrued sometimes about receivers in particular because of the history and because we've seen the guys like T.O. and Randy Moss and guys like that is the word diva and the word, you know, those kind of monikers come with that position. I don't think A.J. Brown is those things. Like, I think A.J. Brown is, is an emotional person. I think he, you know, lets his emotion show. But I don't look at him and think, you know, he's a problem behind the scenes or, or he's a problem in the locker room or anything like that. I just think he's a guy who has high emotions, emotions run high, and when things aren't going well, you get frustrated. And, and th- th- there's, this is why I feel so strongly about my position on AJ. AJ tried to do his damnedest in his own way to fix this by doing the, the, the skate room. I know we made jokes and stuff <laughs> about that. Forgot about but it. he was trying to do things to fix this because he wants to win. That's that's the only thing that he has to show me. He's trying to fix it. Now, we need to have a come-to-Jesus moment to try to get everybody in the room and try to figure out the best way to fix this. But he was never one of those guys to me, from, from my purview, was trying to be an individual. He was trying to be all-inclusive. He went out there, even though he put his foot in his mouth when he said it, he was like, hey, we were improvising. That wasn't on the coaches. And when he said it, we did what we, what we do. <laughs> we, we took that and we ran with it. That's what we do. That's the media because he said it. But then when he realized that it was probably not the right thing to say, he's still learning and evolving with this, man. Like I said, and this is the thing that I think people tend to forget. Buddy came here, had a ton of success out the gate, straight out the gate, had a ton of success. It went bad for him a little bit. Like that's something if you don't know how to handle that, you're going to have some missteps. You know, and, and you got to grow from that. And I think that's what he's doing. That's why he called in. He didn't have to call in. No, and, and that's a big <laughs> part of it, Hugh. And I, I want to ask you th- this question real quick before we get back to the, home, f- the phones. But obviously, like, dealing with the criticism this year, the losing at the end of the season, it bothered AJ. Do you think this is a situation that he's going to learn from 
and deal better with next year I if the Eagles so. do go through a losing I hope we don't have – but listen, I'm going to tell you like this, TK. I hope we don't have to go through this. Well, I do I'm, too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there first. But I think so. I think so, man, because it's like anything that we do in life. You know, your first sign of adversity, you handle it the way that you felt you should have handled it. And if that didn't work, you learn from that, you grow, and you keep it moving. And the next time it comes around, you handle it not the same way that you handled it the last time. Right. Like, I think that moving forward with him, he'll probably be a little bit more guarded when he talks to the media, but at the same time, a little bit more forthcoming. He's going to try to handle that as best you possibly can because the one thing I do know for sure, that no matter what he says and no matter how he tries to frame it, each individual person that's on this station, we're going to take from that what we will and we're going to interpret it the way that we interpret it. I mean, that's a fact. That's Everybody does that, man. You can sit here and you can say it as, as eloquently as you want to and as clear and concise as you want to, but at the end of the day, we're going to all take what, what is being said and we're going to interpret it the way that we interpret it. Yeah. It happens to us all the time. And, and you know, dealing with that kind of criticism, dealing with those kind of interpretations is something that, that AJ that comes gonna, with, It's, it's yeah. a part of the territory, it's, man. It's part, it's part of, part of the territory. And you have to... You have to pick and choose what battles you choose to fight as far as that's concerned because just like you said, somebody got on here a couple callers ago, not picking on the caller that said it, but, oh, I didn't like the fact that he ain't say nothing. Or I didn't like the fact that he said he works harder than everybody else. See? I mean, I, I didn't get stuck on any of that, but some people did. Yeah. And that's how it happens. No, agreed. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Anthony in Southwest Philly. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's going on, guys? How what's y'all up, doing man? today, man? How y'all feeling? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Well, I'm all right today, man. So first thing, I just wanted to put a point out there, right, for AJ, man, because I'm, I'm I'm leaning on the side of the media with this one because when you get on the sideline, you know, you're screaming and hollering at your guys and, you know, you're doing all this other theatrics. It's kind of like when you're at the beach and you drop some bread on the ground and all the seagulls run at you. Yeah. You get, you know, you kind of draw that to yourself. You know what I mean? I like all That's these analogies, that, you know? too, by the way. I like these analogies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I try to be the guy that, like, you know, I like to pick one side. You know what I mean? I don't want to be down the middle because when you play a tug of war, you only get one side of the rope. So I'm going to say oh, with the good, media. That's a good that's one. Good one. He, yeah. dropped, he dropped two of them. <laughs> there you go, Anthony. Oh, well, you're on a roll. Good. Keep cooking, man. You, know, you can keep him in the bank. I'm going I'm 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 to take that tug of roll. <laughs> I'm going to get that one, though. Yeah, but. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, so like he said, you know, these, these things are, it's my passion. You know, I'm passionate. This is the thing, but I, you got to understand, you're playing in a passionate city with passionate fans, passionate media, guys that were on the team before, such as yourself, you know. So when these things flare up, it's just what it is. So you got to realize that, you know, you're playing in a very passionate city with a very vicious media, but we're not, we're not going to go out there and attack you. You know, they only given you know, what's with they with the data that they got to put out there. You're screaming and hollering on the sideline when it's not going right for you. But, you know, when things fall apart and the media is asking you questions, you don't want to talk when team isn't team. And I think, I think that's where the diva allegation came from. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You can't definitely. ignore it all and back into a corner and tuck your tail when it's time to really talk when it comes to team. But when it's for you personally, we see you over there amped up, and shaking shoulders and saying, hey, get it together. You know what I mean? When it's for your production. So I think that's where we 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 where he you know he got blamed for being a diva and all that other stuff. But you know, just for the future, you know, just tighten it up, lock it in, and don't blame the media or the fans because we can't get out there. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Turn the field and play better. Only you can do that. Yeah, no, I got you, Anthony, and I appreciate the call, man. Thanks. And yeah, I think that's, that, that's well said, and... It is a big part of things here that maybe players don't always oh, don't always get like we don't know everything like we there's a lot we don't know yeah and it's going to lead us to to ask questions speculation 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 when, when there's not when you're not talking to the media and when there's you know incidents on the sideline whatever they are of course we're going to want to know better what that was about dude our job is to analyze and we analyze stuff even though sometimes we might be wrong but that's what we do. And we talk about it. This is no different. This is what this is where for me it's funny because this is no different. What we do every day is no different than the LeBron, Michael Jordan conversation that we have or people have all the time. And then they come sometimes with asinine takes. Well, you know, Jordan sold more shoes than than, than LeBron did, or Jordan did this, or Space Jam was better because Jordan did it. And that, like that's what we do as fans. We speculate and we always talk about what ifs. What if so-and-so would have played for so-and-so instead of where he played and stuff like that. That's all we're doing. We're sitting at a bar and, and having sports conversations with our besties or our buds. That's what sports talk is. And if you get mad about some of the takes that somebody else has, go get mad at some of the dudes you be hanging out at the bar with on a weekend. Get mad at them for some of them stupid-ass takes that they have. Right, and just to clarify for A.J., that was a call earlier that called you a cancer in the locker room. That wasn't either of us. That wasn't any anybody here hosting the show. That was just I didn't, I, yeah, he's not a cancer to me. Yeah, yeah no, he's not. And, and I think that this can be productive moving forward, but I hope AJ does take that away from it and, and takes away from it that, you know, the fan base does want to understand him better. Like, we do want to understand his point of view and get where he's coming from. And and I think that was a, an important part of the interview and – and to your point, Hugh, that last caller, he was on he was on point with those uh analogies. Yeah, I like the analogy. What do you say? You can't you gotta pick a side and tug of war. Yeah. Kid just because yeah, you can't just play the rope down the middle. I like that. I That's still, the one. I still like yours the best though. Was that? that like that AJ he's not looking for a divorce. No, he's he not wants to stay together. I mean, because you know, I'm I'm I like bad analogies because I think that it's important that people understand it and you put it in perspective that people can digest. You know? Just like one of the worst things you could do. Is when you're in a relationship, is let your friends know all your business. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't let your friends know all your business because everybody's gonna have an opinion about it, and they don't know the ins and outs. And once you tell them, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna react in a way probably that you you don't really want them to react. 
because you're trying to work it out. So just keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's what you do, guy. Keep it to yourself. And that's what he did with the with the Jalen Hurts stuff. And that was probably the right move to move to make. It Definitely out. the right move to make. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, want your thoughts on the AJ Brown situation? Did it make you feel better or worse? Did the interview make you feel better or worse about the Eagles moving forward? We'll continue to take all your calls. See everybody on hold. And when we get back here, also. A piece of NFL news from over the weekend. A former Eagles coach finds a new landing spot and a potential Eagles free agent target uh, is putting himself out there on social media. So we'll get to both those issues when we get back. Tom Kelly in for Joe Giglio alongside Hugh Douglas. This is the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 